We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. You're no longer under the law of Moses. The world of the kingdom cut with violence, and the violence shall take it back for us. Coffee. And cults. Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we meet, drink coffee, wine and banana milk and talk cults, sects and new religious movements from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners as it will contain strong language. And I'm going to do a very broad content warning today, John, for murder and gross things. It's Halloween, listeners. That's what we do. We go for something spooky and gross. It's it's super spooky and super gross. Um, we are going to feature werewolves, vampires, witches. Oh my! Wow, what a combination! Okay, we've also got Satan, and of course, a good amount of culty murder. Yeah, Happy bring Halloween. it on! I'm so ready for spooky season, Sam. Um, I'm going to also do a very light content warning for for terrible South African pronunciations. So sorry for that. Sorry to my pal Duncan. Sorry, Duncan. I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Fifty. That's so one that he taught me the other day. Fifty. Anyway, uh, any other admin before we get into it? Just we love you, gang. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for some great messages. Some yeah, people have sent us updates of their own about all kinds of culty things. Um, yeah, we've really enjoyed reading those. Thank you for your continued correspondence. If you'd like to chat to us, you can do that. Drop us a line, coffeeandcults at gmail.com or find us at Coffee and Cults anywhere you, where that feels appropriate. Wonderful. Well, on that lovely note, I just smiled then because you sounded so professional when you said all that. It was really good. It's almost like we've been doing this for years. I was in a uh online radio stations radio studio this week and thinking they say they have empty slots i wonder if sam and i should um oh no way should have an online radio show and and i wonder what that would be about because i don't know that we can just do cult chat but uh we can make it like crime watch like a true crime roundup oh you like that made me laugh so much i banged the glass <laughs> bottle of milk on my teeth <laughs> That's pretty spooky. Spooky. Oh, it's so spooky. Oh, there's your first bit of gore for our spooky Halloween <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's yeah, sat in that, I thought, oh, Sam and I are radio professionals. Why not expand this, uh, this empire? We'll come back to that conversation, shall we? In, to, instead of that, uh, let's transport ourselves to... Krugersdorp, which is in the West Rand in South Lovely. Africa. Yeah. So we're kind of between like a little bit kind of uh, northwest of Johannesburg, I think. I'm really sorry if I remember okay. that wrong, but I think that's where we were at, like sort of there. Um, so this uh, event was also known widely as the appointment murders or the satanic murders. Very good. Very straight to the point, descriptive titles. I like it. Yeah. Halloween. Ooh, uh, Satan's out there. Is he outside the dark black curtains behind you? Rap, rap, ooh. rapping on the glass. 
Maybe. Maybe. So 2006, this is a very recent situation that we're going to talk about. There was a group founded um, in Krugersdorp, which is also the home for the Watchtower Society in South Africa. It's like a super religious place. Okay. Like different little factions, but everyone's got their Everyone's thing. got their base there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and this group was called Overcomers Through Christ. John was drinking milk as, as I read. I can't drink milk when you say the phrase overcomers, overcomers. Sam. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to take us down to the gutter level in our is that episode your so that, quickly. Yeah, is that for your friend that liked the sound of my voice? Overcomers. Oh my god! Yeah, they will be very <laughs> pleased to hear you repeatedly say. If you could just whisper the word overcomers, I think that'll do it. Overcomers. There you go. Great. Um, wow. Well, I'm glad people with that. I feel like affliction... I should be paid to do that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely get a Patreon subscription for that. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I, that's what a weird title. I mean, I assume that's adversity they're overcoming, not fluid so release. It's not adversity. It's Satan and Satanism. So there was this these like series of videos that were published where this guy was saying how like Satan was in everything all of this bad stuff that was happening in the world was because of satan i'm just pointing at things i have going is satan in this satan's, satan's in, in everything this. satan's yeah. in this satan is in this this puppy down here satan's in this puppy uh, well he's in everything that's bad the puppy is good but the puppy, puppy may be involved good. later mm. okay oh. uh no no harm to puppies no harm to okay, puppies cool. is coming um so this group were teaching kind of salvation and anti-satanism so how they could combat the Church of Satan and the Satanic Church, and is all of there these... a big Satanism problem in South Africa? Apparently, there was. Okay, but also was there anyway? So uh, one of I the need family... to open my Etsy black robe hood shop for South Africans. Yeah, oh, I fuck that. Just say it again. I no, I can't remember what that sequence was. I need to <laughs> shut up. Um, I've got more of a list of of the other things that they like banned and they hated. Okay. Uh, so he talked about why Spider-Man is Satanism because of the spider and the webs and they're all to do with Satan. Um, like fairies and trolls were also... Didn't, didn't God create spiders, though? Well, yeah. But did he? Was it and Satan? man. And so man. you would think this would almost be like a two-for-one deal as far as God is concerned in <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, like a neutral. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird... Okay. Uh, fairies and trolls... And things that were pierced, so like facial piercings and other bodily piercings. Fairies, trolls, and things that were pierced. Yep. Title of your sex tapes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but which am I? <laughs> um, and uh, thought that all of this stuff, like any literature about this, should also be burned with fire. Like, because that's there is a particular thing that's like anything should be, I don't know, a Bible thing. Um, yeah, like a cleansing fire. Yeah, exactly. So there was a quote from um, someone, someone on the documentary that I watched about this um, that said, if there was a fairy on page 165 of a book, we burned the whole book. And then like Harry Potter was the first to go into the fire. So Obviously. really no like, objections from me for that. Well, no, um, but there would have been in uh, in 2006. Yeah. I would have objected then, not now. Um, so one of the uh, founding members of this group was a lady called Ria Grunwald. Oh, she has a good name. 
Did you hear my South African accent? Was that mm. all right? Rhea, Rhea Grunwald. I'm going to call her Rhea from now on. So this lady is described as being really loving and driven and really like earnest in her want and desire to help these Christians rescue themselves and rescue others from Satanism. She's really kind of as authentic about it as, as people get. Yeah. Little cats just appeared by my screen. Um and authentic enough that she went and sought kind of professional help for trauma counselling, like oh, professional wow, okay. qualification and and study so that she could help counsel people out of satanic cults. Goodness. So so this sounds like maybe there was really some stuff going on then that, that they were responding to. This doesn't sound like it was entirely yeah. just satanic panic. Well, she stuff. became she became an authority figure on cult escapes and deprogramming and worked in a little team of people that would help folks get out of these kind of high control things. Cool. Cool. She's doing it from a super, super Christian perspective. So bringing them into something slightly different, but still like getting people out of these sort of initial high control things that they were part of. I always wonder that because is it, is it the cult awareness network that mm -hmm. are actually a Christian organization? Yeah. Have I remembered that rightly? I think so. I always wonder how they feel when it's, I mean, I assume they minister to all cults, but when it's especially like a Christian cult, lots of whose mm. theology is like similar to their own. Yeah, it must be really hard. removed or cultish enough, where, how they find that line. That's yeah. Kind of interesting. Oh, don't go that far into that belief. Come back a little bit and then you've got yeah. that sweet spot. I don't know. Um, so she worked with this real work with this team of people, including this guy who featured quite heavily in the documentary, who and I think I'm pronouncing his name right, is Effa Havinga. Great. Uh, he goes by Effa, I think, but it's like his initials being FH, but said in Afrikaans. So it's, okay. I think it's like Effa. I think that's what he goes by. Um, but he's going to kind of feature a little bit later on. Um, cool. Well done, Effa. Quick side note to say that pretty much all of my research for this episode has come from the documentary Devil's Door. So if you have seen that, you know where we're going. Um, it was super, super good. It, like four episodes, really, really long. And I've tried my very best to tell the story as fully as I can in this episode. So Rhea, all qualified, working on helping people get out of these different um, high control things, convert them into her version of anti-Satanist Christianity, she hears about this 32-year-old woman who urgently, urgently needs her help. So she goes, she goes, finds finds this woman that that's, you know, that's been pointed out to her that needs her help to, to rescue her. Um, and then her team kind of notice that Rhea starts to withdraw a little bit and she starts to kind of disappear into herself. And when they talk to her and they're like, mate, we're worried about you, like you're looking after this lady, but you've not told us anything about her really. So can you just like just chill out a little bit um she said that like god had sent her this woman and her calling Rhea's calling on earth was to save this woman oh wow okay Ooh, that's a change of direction slash complication isn't it interesting right and i think when we get a little bit further into this and i show you a photo of this woman you're gonna recognize her because i did i had a little like oh i'm here i've seen oh, i definitely okay. saw because this is so recent, like, I think there'll be a, oh, yeah. So this woman that needed Rhea's help uh, is called Cecilia Stain. So she she claimed 
a lot right basically anything i say about cecilia in the beginning bit is she claimed ah okay all right so cecilia was a 42nd generation witch and claimed to be the bride of satan the the bride not a the, the bride of satan the bride of satan wow um and because she was such a high rank in satanism she was but she wanted rescuing she was putting herself under serious danger by leaving to ask Rhea for help mm. and that leaving it put her in immediate danger of, you know, they were listening into her through sound waves. She didn't like talking on the phone. She didn't like talking out loud about any of this because Cecilia made Rhea believe that everyone was listening, like the devil was listening in. Oh, wow. And yeah. Um, Cecilia also claimed that if she went uh, outside of, I think it was like three kilometers of her home that death curses would be activated. So Satan was keeping her in this particular area prisoner. And the only way out would be for her to go and seek this overcomers, overcomers through Christ group. Um, and so she lived in these, yeah, these apartments called the Cosana flats. Wow. So this, so she's both sort of, She's both active in whatever Satanist group she's claiming to be active, she claims, but also is really high up and yep. and and being therefore also held prisoner by them or is yeah. to keep up appearances that she's still like doing a bit of Satan on the side or all of that. I think it's I think she's trying to uh, conjure up a sort of like Princess Leia Jabba the Hutt thing where she's she's there and she's having to be involved in the thing but she doesn't want to and i am now picturing satan as jabba the hut but red yeah and her immediately golden bikini layer uh folks if when you get to this part head over to our instagram to look at a picture of her because that is a very funny image not laughing at this person's appearance but that person Just the connection dressed as princess two things. okay yep very funny um it's always I mean, I, I, I'm assuming we're slightly sceptical about some of these claims. These people always really fascinate me that come out as like ex-Satanists or, you know, have their big stories of how high up they are in yeah. the Illuminati or whatever. Or like um, how all the Scientologists talk about being the most addicted to heroin that anyone ever yeah, was. Yeah. And and I, I yeah, I'm always torn. Like some of them, like a Mike Warnke, right, seem to just be bullshit merchants. Yeah. But there seem to be some who just like clearly believe something that they've been part of i'm thinking yeah. this, here's a bit of side promo if you've been on patreon you've heard us go and uh visit david ike's uh tour of secret talks about whatever bollocks he was talking about um, <laughs> and although he didn't particularly concentrate on the satan lizard angle um he you know i've seen several people like interviewed by him who claim to have been x y and z committing satan yeah rituals and stuff and some of them just seem to believe it and yeah also it's kind of fascinating to sort of build this whole story for yourself and like everyone's the grand high priestess right no one ever goes oh, oh yeah i was in the illuminati um i did the yeah. i did some light admin on a saturday afternoon or yeah. um yeah i bought I the so salt for the ritual circle or whatever yeah i carried the plates yeah. the plates yeah <laughs> I, did, oh, I did the cleaning up afterwards that was a bit sad um yeah it's it's always like yeah the bride of satan or the mm -hmm. the most important one it's kind of 
interesting almost a, like a lot of these people that we speak about are narcissists well that doesn't doesn't seem to be oh. a pattern to any of our episodes <laughs> So all of this is going on, like, so Rhea is telling Effa about all of this kind of stuff that she's hearing, but she's kind of reassuring him by saying, it's okay, like, God's looking after me. Him being religious was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, like, I believe you. Um, And so she started, Rhea started developing these courses to help other people do what her and Cecilia were trying to do. Um, So it was helping survivors of satanic abuse um, and she called these courses Know Your Enemy. Okay. So she based all this course material on what Cecilia had told her about her past life as a Satanist. And then Cecilia would be there while Rhea was teaching these classes. And then it was like, look, she it was her. She was the one. Mm. So she'd just be there like sitting and, and looking spooky at the sidelines. Wow. And they held all the classes within that radius of Cecilia's home. So that they could go, look, she can't even go further away than this because otherwise, blah, 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 like. Oh, oh, I see. That's very good marketing. That's really Very clever. And also like a fun, oh, I'm so good that I'm helping her and saving her, but oh, the devil is so bad that also she has to, she's basically living like a 15 minute city experience, Sam. And I think that's really, (laughs) I'm really pleased for her about that. Well, the whole idea of these classes was to find out, like, to well, it was know your enemy. So knowing what Satan's devices were and then how how he was trying to destroy Christianity. An Apple product device, presumably. You said to oh, find out devices, what Satan's devices are. <laughs> I assume Apple. Maybe. Um, and, but the attendees to the course were properly, like, like stunned when they found out that this was the person that they were talking about Mm. and so kind of mystified by Cecilia and then they were really excited to learn more about Satan so that they could fight him it's all quite like put him up Satan put him up Um, up. so there are some early crowd that start going to every single one of these classes um these people are named uh Zach Valentine and Michaela Valentine, his wife. Uh, Michaela had been training to be a pastor, and Zach is like a, oh, what's it called? Not an auditor. Think of another like lanyard job like that. Accountant. Estuary? No, actuary. Actuary. actuary, an actuary. Okay. <laughs> what does an actuary actually do, Sam? That I, is I just a they, sound in my head. I guess they carry a lanyard. I don't know. That's... Someone's got to be carrying them lanyards. Yeah, they're not going to get from place to place by themselves. Um, there was a Marinda Stain, so no relation to Cecilia Stain, same last name, different families. And Marinda's two children, who were children, children at this time, 2006, uh, who are named Laru. It's really South African, Laru. Mm. I'm going to call him Larue because I'm English and I don't want and to be. And now I'm imagining the singer Larue. Much. Exactly. Spelled yes. exactly like that. Great. Um, and Marinda's daughter, Marcel. Who I'm picturing as Marcel Marceau, the mime. <laughs> uh, imagine that if he was a young woman, a very young child. Okay. Okay. Um, so Marinda Stain was a high school teacher. Um, and so these folks, along with another lady called uh, Candice Rivercheck, who left a little bit earlier than the others 
which was like an early exeter from okay. the group that was going to happen. Um, these folks with Rhea became this core group that formed up around around Cecilia. So uh, Rhea's mission now was that she believed she had to recruit an army of God and that all of these people were challenged to defeat Satanism. So she truly believed that she needed to protect Cecilia from Satanism. She needed everyone in this group to help her do it. But why Cecilia, I hear you ask? Why Cecilia, Sam? So Cecilia was teaching them about how things worked in the spiritual realm so they could learn what, what Satan was doing. But she would also be telling them how Satan was trying to kill her every single day. And so she started writing a guidebook, like a literal book that you can read in paper on how to defeat Satanism, which meant that he was after her because he didn't want everyone to know her secrets. Ooh. So that Should we she... get this book, Sam? I don't want, I want to defeat Satan. I, I did think about it, but I haven't uh, ordered it yet. I'll look for it. We'll do that for but the book club. Also, who does the money go to? Not sure. Oh, mm. yeah, that's a good point. I'll see if there's a version online. Um, so she, because of this, because of how vulnerable she'd made herself by going and looking for help, she needed protection 24 hours a day. And if she was left on her own for even a minute, Satan would draw her back. He would come and get her. But it was only by good Christian people being around her that she was then protected. Bonkers. So... Rhea took it upon herself to be the person that was always with Cecilia and then sometimes she would have to leave her and so she would get uh, either Candice or Marinda to be there so Candice became really good friends with Rhea and with Cecilia and Marinda was just like absolutely obsessed with Cecilia just like would do anything she said would help her in any way that she possibly could and in the interviews with all these people they describe Cecilia as feeling like this higher being and like being in the presence of like a celebrity and then being in that presence made you feel special. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It really is all that charisma and um, oh, what do they call it? Like a parasocial relationship, right? Yeah. That kind of weird connection with someone you don't. I mean, hopefully Cecilia is an extrovert because this sounds exhausting to have to have somebody around all the time. I think... And we'll get to it, but I think she's just a narcissist. <laughs> oh, in which case she does yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, fair. Um, so Cecilia lives in this apartment. And as we go forward, I can't remember where it comes in the timeline, but basically everyone else moves into other apartments around. So either in the same block or in the next street, like everyone ends up living super close to each other. Classic cult move. You can You can be in a group and not live near each other. That's fine. That's good. That's healthy. Yeah. Although we live really near each other. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's true. Uh, we both live here on this compound with everybody else. Um, do you want to hear some more bonkers Cecilia beliefs? You know I do. Hit me with them. Uh, so she had over a thousand personalities. She claimed to have uh, multiple personality or disorder or DID or any, whichever one of those was oh, the PC term at the time. It's so funny how widely that became like a thing that Satanists do, even yep. though it's not really, as I understand it, entirely a thing in the way that they describe it. N not in this sort of way. What yeah. the um, the science 
the science men is what I was going to say, scientists, doctors, what they said on the documentary was it's like, if it does happen, which is extremely rare, it may only be one other alternate mm. and anything else is is less likely. So a to. thousand is pushing it a little bit. Then. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them have got names. You want to hear? Yes, go on. Uh, so one of the, the personalities that would emerge most often was Anya, who was a three-year-old child. Um, and when Anya was presenting she would crawl around and play on the carpet and then throw big tantrums until she got brought vanilla milk um which had just like come out at the time so it wasn't around obviously when so she's basically just one of these adult babies then right like this is just in in this personality yeah um and cecilia talked about her as representing everything that was good about her so cecilia also had more wide awareness of what look how good i am at crawling on the floor wow 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 look at wow, me. Wow, wow. tiny baby vanilla milk um <laughs> but anya because being as a three-year-old was the most vulnerable to to satan and to demons and devils so they when anya was there they had to really protect her just in case she ran away or in case she accidentally took satan from wait vanilla milk from satan mm. Uh, she had and here's where we get halloweeny one of her personalities was a witch spooky what was this witch called uh or was it just the witch sure okay because it can't could be one of the other names that i have later on Ah, okay cool cool. another one was a werewolf classic was another Sam and John classic. A vampire. Oh, oh it's no. not a Halloween episode unless there is somewhere in the story a vampire. <laughs> I have just started watching Interview with the Vampire, the, the most recent TV oh, yeah? series. It looks very young adult fiction. Um, I don't know that it is, especially. It's very gay. Oh, cool. Like it doesn't hold back on any of that stuff. Um, it's kind of good. Yeah, it's kind of all right. Cool. The trailer but... looked a bit like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got yeah. a bit of that vibe to it, but it's, yeah, it's a bit different, I think. Um, nice. But that has many vampires in it. Vampires. I'm glad that we've got some here as well. Of course. It wouldn't be Halloween without it. Um, one of the personalities was Elise, who was Cecilia's biological mother. Wait. Hang on, you can't mm. be a multiple personality and be someone's biological mother. That's not yep. That's not how that works. But she had the same personality of that. Uh then there was a helpful uh helpful personality called Xena who just wanted to help everybody. The warrior princess. Yeah, yeah, Xena the warrior princess. Great. Oh, that's a great. If I had to choose Sam, if I had to choose some other personalities to yeah. inhabit me. I think Xena, the warrior princess, would be one of them. What a great thing to... I'll see if I think of anybody. That's a fun yeah, game. See if anyone will think by the end, maybe. Listeners, let us know what oh. fictional um, person you would want as one of your other personalities in the comments. We'd love to hear that. If it was something that we could choose and not a medical condition that affects some people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, yeah, I'm not being flippant about it. I'm being flippant yeah. about this woman making shit up. 
Yes, because the last uh, personality that I uh, heard about or could list um, is a dangerous personality called Akisha. Ooh, Akisha. Dangerous. So she believed that each one of these personalities had its own blood type. So if you took her blood, if she had a blood test when she was Anya, the three-year-old, she may have a different blood type to when she was Akisha. Oh, that's great. That sounds really provable. Thank God yeah. there's this easy scientific way to find out if she's telling the truth. So I assume they did this, found this was true, and now she's prime minister, right? Uh, no. Uh, some other Cecilia beliefs, you're going to enjoy them, I think. Uh, she claimed to have astral projected to the moon. Ooh, did yeah. the moon say anything good to her, Sam? No, she just kind of was on the moon. Just on the moon. Yeah. She also claimed, that, so we've gone all the way up that way, she claimed that she could hold her breath underwater for a whole hour. Again, Again something like, that could be provable. Yeah. Put her in the swimming pool, put your foot on her head, set your watch for 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, she could also read minds. She could levitate. She could walk on water. I'm going to keep going. She could control objects with her mind, hurt people remotely, teleport, and oh, she's levitating now. Oh, no, I put my fingers <laughs> in there to the shot. <laughs> and change her appearance in the, in the eyes of others. Wow. And she did all of these in front of her followers on camera. So we've got the proof of that. It's all. We could probably find video of her talking about doing those things. Like how in how in the recent how in the last twenty years is someone getting away with making those claims and then yes. not having any evidence of it? I mean, at least Shakuntali can stick a plank under the water surface to try and pretend right. she's walking on water, but this is yeah. nuts. Yeah, the yeah you wouldn't just go. Oh, can you? Just um, float that remote control over for me. Cecilia. That's got to be like thinking yeah. about the narcissistic personality. That's got to be like a how crazy can I be and these guys still love me thing, right? Like, a bit like be. Jim Jones at times, right? It's trying to like it feels like he's actually trying to push them away. Well, speaking of Jim Jones, I've got something quite Jim Jonesy now. Uh, go on then. So this core group meet up in Cecilia's apartment. They are still going to the outside group, the Overcomers Through Christ group. So they go to that on a, I don't know, Tuesday, but then they'll on a Wednesday, they'll go to Cecilia's. Tuesday nights for overcoming, I've always said it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so her and her core group celebrated these nights called High Nights, which were special dates on the satanic calendar. Um, not that kind of High Night. Not 420, okay. Not 420. Um, and... In these high nights is when Cecilia was supposedly the most vulnerable, like when the veil was the most thin between our world and the satanic realm. Ooh, um, so like Halloween so like would be Halloween. or Samhain. Yeah, nice. Um, so in these high nights, they would listen to gospel music and they pray. And then Cecilia's soul would leave her body to go and con participate in this ritual to keep her in the world and away from Satan. But this ritual might include a human sacrifice or her soul performing this satanic ritual that she'd then come back into her body and describe to the people that her soul had just been and experienced this. But so while they're all like dancing and doing their gospel singing, you like that dance, didn't you, John? 
<laughs> it did. It, it was a special that. little treat just for me and Patreon, and I'm yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, while she was, yeah, while they were all dancing and um, singing all their gospel music, and Cecilia soul would leave the room, she would kind of shut down and just go really still. And then her body that was then going through the trauma that her soul was going through would start to uh, look like it was seizing and wow. flail and kick around and then the the people who were singing the little group would then go and like lay hands on her and pray she would bleed from the mouth so it looked like she'd seized and bitten her tongue or bitten her mouth um and they would literally inject her with like morphine to calm her down but what had actually happened was that she'd got um rubber gloves and filled the tips of the rubber gloves with blood and then just gone ah seizing up ah, blood so she's just getting some painkillers, I Free guess. Free morphine. Exactly. Fair play. Um, and as uh, Candice tells it, uh, on one of the high nights, Cecilia died. So no one could find her pulse or whoever checked it couldn't find her pulse. Um, and they spent 20 minutes giving her CPR. And then they said that when she came back, she was angry that they'd taken her out of heaven. Hey, John, are you familiar with Once More With Feeling, the Buffy musical? Yes. Because <laughs> there's that song where Buffy's upset that she's come out of heaven. Oh, yeah. I think it was heaven. And it made me giggle anyway. Very good. So was she like squash ball under the arming? Is that we think she was doing something that probably her pulse or yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I don't want to. I don't want to judge too early in this episode, but I, I fucking hate her. She sounds like the worst. I mean, I understand, but I have also uh, written this research out in such a way that I've, I think you probably should. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, don't worry okay. about it. Yeah, <laughs> Fine. I'm not worried about holding up a pretense that this woman is someone that should be um, uh, free. Anyway, uh, so they also did all this because she'd also said that she was implanted with loads of microchips and then praying could help deactivate the Another, microchips uh, get get that woman an x-ray get a really big magnet and say no that wouldn't work um <laughs> oh, again a nice provable claim yeah yeah exactly um and also a little bit ike feeling as well I mean all, all of this sounds like she's read the biggest secret like I I would be convinced I think he I think he has been quite popular in South Africa because I think actually controversially Winnie Mandela counts herself as a fan of David Icke. Oh, I'm sure I've that... read that somewhere. In fact, I'm sure I saw him like visiting her for a Is that one of the 10 countries he can go to or something? I don't think he's allowed there anymore either. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah, it de definitely sounds like she's read all that. It, yeah, she's hitting all the boxes for that stuff, isn't she? Yeah. So all of this is going on. They're they're running this group. Um, and then also they've got this li little group that happens outside, inside of the group. And it's, it's a weird vibe. Um, but with Cecilia needing this 24-hour care, Rhea just gives up on her family. She gives up on her marriage and on her children. Just How old is she at this point? Roughly? Oh, slightly older than Cecilia. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of how old that she may have looked in the video. Forty, mid mid to late forties, maybe. Okay. That's a complete yeah, yeah. guess. That's just based on the color of her hair in a video. Um, so 
she like literally she would sleep on the floor beside Celia's Cecilia's bed and this core group of followers just spent all their time trying to make Cecilia happy and she would either approve or disapprove of what they'd done and that would then they would hold their value within that how good they were as a person by on whether Cecilia approved or disapproved Mm. of tiny things like anything that they did she would either celebrate or not uh, Cecilia looks a little bit like gothy because of obviously Bride of Satan, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they all started dressing in that sort of gothy manner to help reclaim it, I guess. But then also they followed her knowing that she was a, a witch and a werewolf. So it all gets very. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of rational thought about what she's doing yeah. or what any of these choices mean. Um, one of the members of this core group actually got a werewolf tattoo because one of her personalities was a werewolf and that was a way he could kind of have her... So the werewolf is him. good? It's because it's her, her. And because she is seeking to be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, we often try and apply logic to these things, don't we, John? Yeah, and there there isn't very much. What if you had a Halloween monster? If you had to get a, a tattoo of a Halloween monster, Sam, what would you go for? Because uh, I feel like Werewolf is quite a cool one. I think that's got to be up there on the list, right? Yeah, either just a little line drawing of a little spooky ghost. Oh, like a little sheet ghost. Yeah, Ooh, ghost, nice. Uh, oh. Or like a sort of like slime monster. I'm thinking Ooh, okay. like like Grimer. Oh, Grimer would be a fun yeah. tattoo. Yeah. What about you? That'd be good. Um, as a person with no tattoos currently. As a person as yet with no tattoos. Yeah. I'm getting very close, Sam, to finally getting the ones here. Yeah, but the do dog it. keeps scratching my arm there. So every like week I go, oh, this could be the week. And then Ash just slashes my arm oh. when he's pouring at me for something so yeah i will get there in some point um i feel like a spooky skull is obviously a bit cliche but you could have like a cool spooky skull kind of yeah. vibe or i'm trying to work out what hocus pocus related tattoo i would get sam with that's Just a little binks the cat <laughs> yeah. oh there we go that's my answer actually a yeah. little a little binks the cat or a little spooky <laughs> halloween black cat that'd be nice yeah that's my choice Oh, lovely. Um, so all of this is going on. They're quite chaotic, this group together. It's all, you know, these high nights get quite shouty with the seizure looking things and the laying of hands. And mm-hmm. But Rhea started worrying that she wasn't actually still doing a service then to the wider group, to the Overcomers Through Christ group. She was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm a bit too involved with this and I'm actually letting this part of fighting Satanism slip. And so... I so Rhea was like I want to kind of go back to the origins of what it was and so she went to this pastor called Reg Bendixson and he helped her write the know your savior classes which were like know your enemy but like okay so we've done know your enemy we know the enemy now let's find out who's going to help us from it and so she was trying to bring God back to the center of, of actually what she was doing cool feels weird to be being like yeah cool she was trying to bring god back oh yeah that's true yeah you tricked me sam with psychological storytelling to get me to root for 
but we i would i root for that rather than what's gonna happen than delusion corner yeah as of now um, God, yeah i forgot you talked about the crimes that were upcoming yeah uh we're getting towards the bonkers so cecilia was really upset by Rhea forming these new um classes because then they weren't about her anymore they were about something else she wasn't the center of she yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. Ooh, I can imagine she was furious yeah and if it was just if these classes were just about god like the experience that she'd had with satan was irrelevant it didn't make any difference because it wasn't about that anymore and she said to Rhea, like stop doing that it's not it's not relevant it's not about me but Rhea just carries on because she wants to do what she feels is is actually the best thing that's got to be an interesting like internal state of someone who thinks they have some kind of personal relationship with god guiding them and yeah. then also believe that this actual human person is like is part of that but maybe saying different things that's yeah. got to be and yeah, like acting really for the greater headspace. good yeah and um, yeah Oof. um but cecilia started to make up different stories so this is when some of these um these other Oh, I was going to say claims, but I'm going to call them lies. Like all those lies that she was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, herself. all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when some of those starts to come out. And this is the point that uh, Candice, who's one of the core group members, kind of catches all of this lying and all this weirdness and just kind of nopes out. So Candice leaves at this point. It's just like, well done, Candice. Yeah, it's not for me. Like, I'm done with this. Um, but Cecilia would cut out pictures of people in magazines and say they were members of her family. And so like, oh, this is a picture of my mom. She was in the satanic realm. She got sacrificed. So that's it. Yes, she looks a lot like Meryl Streep, but don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, she's not got Clinique printed on her head. Ignore that. Um, but... Yeah, f family photos of my mum always come with a small packet sample of perfume. <laughs> Yeah, the weird little scratchy bit of paper. But my, so my mum's always been very much scratch and sniff. <laughs> I mean, sure you probably could, but don't. It's not kind. Um, so Rhea was saying that the fact that her mum had now been sacrificed in the sacrificial realm, in the in the satanic realm, sorry, meant that the maternal rights had to transfer to somebody, and so that person had to be Rhea. This is a this is she's my age. This is a thirty two year old woman that said that this is what needed to happen. And this is just great. It's grade A manipulation, isn't it? But it's so, it's also like so childish at the same time. It's a really interesting like mix of quite sophisticated manipulation and just like a really like wah me wah. Yeah, in real life, Cecilia's mum lived in a little like small holding in a sort of town fairly Lovely. nearby. Yes. Yeah. So Rhea kind of was like, oh, this is a bit much. And so started to distance herself and focusing on this Know Your Saviour group that she was doing. I'm like three paragraphs away from saying murder. Ooh. So Cecilia wanted revenge on Rhea. She started turning people against her and saying that the, the ministry that she was running was blasphemous and that it it couldn't possibly be true. And these are these particular people, Marinda, LaRue, Marcel, Zach, and Michaela. So up until now, all of it has sort of been done under the umbrella of Overcomers Through Christ with this core group meeting in Cecilia's house for the high nights. But now they really form their own 
team, oh, okay. which is they name Electus per Deus or chosen by God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, variously, at some point throughout, all of them got a tattoo with the name of their group on it, like classy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When are we getting our coffee and cults tattoos? So. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Uh, listeners, please design us something. We'll get, we may get it. I said we will. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely we get it on our foreheads. It. No. <laughs> um, so all of the group members. Oh, wait, actually, no, a little slight anecdote. Uh, one of James's pals is joined the Masons. Um, and got a tattoo of the scythe and the or the little compass thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what, mate? You joined a secret society, and so got it tattooed on your hand. I don't think he's understood the. No. <laughs> I don't think he's understood that aspect of it. No, I was like, what did they even say? Anyway, uh, the group this Alexis produced would all pay tithes from their work. So remember, Marinda's a high school teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, uh zach is um a, a river what did i say actuary is a river <laughs> i said estuary before oh, <laughs> actuary uh and well the, the children the children michaela is uh working doing something sorry i didn't see what she did um and they believed that these tithes and this money they were giving their savings over was supporting an orphanage that cecilia was helping with um, and this orphanage was in a forest somewhere in America. Remember, we're in South Africa. You don't need to put your orphanages in, I quite like the woods, but in overtly creepy locations, America. Just, just oh. want to put that out there. But you do when you find out the children that these orphanages are for. So the reason that Cecilia was helping this orphanage is because the children in this orphanage were all from parents who were still in the satanic church who didn't want their firstborn to be sacrificed in a blood ritual. So they would smuggle their child away. So you send them to the creepy forest orphanage, of course. In America, where we're not going to go. In America, which is a different place. Where it would be really hard to check where that was, possibly, without more specific information. Great. So a few of, uh, I think Zach donated in the end more than two million rand to this uh orphanage i have got a bit later on what rand is in pounds but i think it's like something like three thousand rand is like 200 quid yeah yeah it sounds like oh, he's putting 600 like rand six thousand rand is like 258 pounds or 314 dollars in today's money welcome to maths corner here on coffee and cults uh, um, divide it by three and a hundred sure or three and ten yeah three and ten that works ish a lot of money anyway a lot um and turns out that didn't exist so that money was just going to cecilia and she was using it to not have to go to work so this group would hang out at cecilia's house and they just pretty much hang out in their in her bedroom um and there's in this documentary, there's a witness that doesn't identify themselves. They're known as Mr. X. Um, and Do they he, interview them in a car park? No, in a in a in a dark room. Even better. Ooh, it could have been a car park, to be fair. Didn't sound car parky. Um, and he just said like it was just a super weird vibe to have all these kind of 
adults just in a bedroom doing religious stuff like it was just like it was just a bit like strange mm. to do so we got to 2012 in Krugersdorp there were some murders oh so uh Ria was hosting her classes near the Cosana flats um and she was during this time that she was kind of distancing herself from Cecilia and then one night she heard this like horrific screaming from outside of her class and so she was like Christ let's stop there like let's go and check out what's going on and Cecilia was out there covered in blood and she looked like she'd been injured so Ria kind of stopped the class and went and helped Cecilia she started receiving threatening text messages from witches who were in the church of Satan saying that unless Ria stopped these meetings they would keep coming for Cecilia. So they were like, oh, you saw that we hurt her once. If you don't stop, we're going to keep, we're going to hurt her even more. And she believed these messages. And because she'd seen the evidence, she'd seen yeah. Cecilia hurt. Yeah, it's not her fault. No. And so she arranged one final meeting of her, of her Know Your Saviour group to be like, like, this is it. This is the end. This is why we're stopping. And some petrol bombs were detonated in the car park. So they were in this last ever meeting and there were just some, yeah, some explosions in the car park. Wow. I did not see it escalating like that. Gee. Oh, does it escalate now? I'm having a sip of wine. A little bit later on, one of the members of the Know Your Saviour group also ran their own ministry. They had their own church. um, And that was almost burned down as well later on. There was no necessary connection made at the time, but you can yeah, yeah. you can draw illusions here. So one of the people that helped uh, Rhea run these Know Your Saviour classes was a lady called uh, Natasha Berger, um, and she helped with her friend Amber. And Natasha Amber wrote... Berger. <laughs> uh, so Natasha wrote this prayer for the overcomers through Christ for this Know Your Saviour group. Um, and it was praying for the children in the orphanage that they still believed because of Rhea's belief, they still believed mm. that they were helping this orphanage of ex you know, satanic rescue kids. Oh, that sounded terrible. Not rescue kids like rescue cats. Sad. Sorry, it's not real, yeah. Sam. Don't worry about it. And they called this also the dangerous prayer. And the reason that they called it that was because when Cecilia found out about this prayer that they'd done for the children in the orphanage, she convinced that core group of, of Alexis Perdeus that that prayer had caused 171 of those children to die. Uh, didn't need to do a content warning for this, folks, because remember, those children never existed. Mm-hmm. So there, it's lies, it's lies. I'm sorry if that was sad. Um, but so Cecilia used this to tell this tell her group, I'm going to call them EPD now, is that okay? Sure, it makes them sound like a... A 90s rap group. A 90s rap group or a very particular erectile dysfunction <laughs> condition. Go Blue for penis disorder. <laughs> oh, no, wait. E, elef- elephant penis disorder. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Um, I'm still going to call them EPD. Uh, so she convinced them that that meant that Natasha had to die because that would exterminate that evil that was caused by the prayer. It would mean that no one else would hurt and that that's what 
God had wanted. Nuts, really nuts. Quick escalation in this group. So uh, the group drove to Natasha's flat, not Cecilia. She stayed behind because of her little vibe, uh, her little safe zone that she had. Um, Marcel is a is a child at this time. Um, she had pepper spray and she went and knocked on the door. Little kid answers the door like the Jehovah's Witnesses do. There's a little kid at your door. Mm-hmm. Knock, knock, knock. You answer it. She had pepper spray and asked Natasha to open the door. Natasha looked out and saw and didn't answer the door. And obviously Marcel being a little child was just, she just went away. Yeah. Went, got back in the car and they drove back away. But Marcel had left a chicken footprint on the like gutter of her house, which is a satanic um, like marking to say that you won't see another morning. Spooky Halloween. It's such a spook. I'm checking my window now. I'll check my doorway later for any chicken feet. Yeah, yeah, none on that small piece of window that I looked at. Um, That's weird that they're using Satan symbols now for their... Yeah. Yeah, know know your enemy. I guess it makes her... It would make Natasha scared. What would Satan do? That's the question. Uh, So they thought they would come up with a new plan. And that new plan involved targeting Natasha's neighbour, Joy... Oh, it's a really... Afrikaans name Joy Bwinzia. Great. It's spelled B O O N Z A I E R. I think it's Bwinzia. Bwinzia sounds good. Cool. Um, so they went back to the where um, Natasha and Joy lived next door to each other, and went in, and they'd have planned that Michaela would kill Joy. They went back when they knew Natasha would be at work and they told Joy that they were there surprising Natasha for her birthday and that's what let them into the house. So they overpowered this woman oh, and they so sad. They got her to write a letter to Natasha saying like, hey Natasha, can you come around and give me a hand? I need some help. They, oh, there is a slight dog bit, but it's not sad to, it's not, okay. it's only a little bit sad to dogs. That's right, he's out of the room. Okay, uh, so they, they trap Joy's little dog in a cupboard while Zach slits her throat. Ugh. So she died slowly while Zach and Michaela sat in the lounge and waited for Natasha to get home, find the note from Joy, and then come over and knock on Joy's door. Zach opened it with a knife, and Natasha fought back. She had martial arts training when she was younger, Um but he had attacked her so quickly that she was still holding the note that she'd got from Joy as wow. she died. Um, a neighbour had heard some commotion um, and looked out and saw this blonde woman who was Michaela running away. Um, and Zach wrapped up the knife that he'd used to to slit Joy's throat and to stab Natasha that, uh, and then, but wrapped it up and pierced the bag and so left this blood trail out of the home. So that was in July of 2012. Wow. So Natasha was in, and Joy were involved in this overcome. Well, Natasha was, and, and Joy was kind of religious as well. Natasha was involved in this Overcomers Through Christ. So she had all these books that had all this satanic stuff in them, right? These mm-hmm. Know Your Enemy books, but that still, you know, might have been open on a 
pentagram or something. And so the police were like, oh, look, it must be satanic. It must be a satanic thing. Uh. Yeah. So they consulted with Effa, who was involved with Rhea before, right, in this in this decoder. Oh, yeah, group. yeah, yeah. Okay, here yeah. he comes. Um, and so he's like, oh, it's like, it's probably not satanic, but you should speak to the lady who wrote this, Cecilia. And the police are just kind of like, oh, you're right. And move on. Just think it's something satanic. Obviously, Rhea is upset. Like, her friend has been mm-hmm. killed. She's a bit concerned about, like, where that had come from. It seemed, you know, the police said it was satanic. That's scary. But Cecilia wasn't happy that she hurt Rhea enough. So then she decides to go after the man who had mentored her to write the Know Your Saviour courses, Reg Bendixson, who was a pastor. So Natasha had been killed in the July. In the August, Rhea got a text to say, have you said goodbye to Reg? Because you might want to. So Cecilia had told Electus per deus that Reg was the reason that Rhea was pulling away. And after Zach had killed Natasha, Cecilia was really favouring him. But Marinda, who was the high school teacher who was involved, wanted that same recognition from her. And then also to show her children how they could be a part of it as well. So they bought fake police uniforms and Marcel and Marinda distracted Reg Bendixson in there. So I think Marcel's like in her like early teens at this point. Um, While they distracted Reg, Zach hit him from behind with an axe. And then Marinda starts stabbing Reg and they both went nuts and Marcel watched it. It looked like it was a home invasion, but like to police initially, but then looking at it, you could see how it was like the whole point of it was to kill this man. Mm-hmm. Some fucking bellend went, oh, it's really violent. It's probably satanic. And well, like they sound like an old because again, oh, it's satanic, but actually it helped them connect it to the previous. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. I can't believe, like, and again, there's not a lot of rationality going on here, right? But if you have to kill for Christ, you would assume that that might, there might be a really like strict sense of the way to do that and the, you know, but that well, they like, give didn't in Moses, to such wasn't like. Wasn't Moses supposed to stab his son on a rock? No, not Moses. No, that's, is it Abraham who's supposed Maybe. to sacrifice his son? Oh, um, that American then, guy who always tells us off and or tells me off and not knowing the Bible is going to message oh, about that. Definitely going to message in. Um, but, um, but then at the last minute, God's like, psych. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really that's good story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm amazed how brutal these murders are, right? How How easily religion can have you becoming the satanist force you think you're fighting oh this is part of brutal there is we get more we get, there's more brutal oh my god sam is this not the oh jesus no no we are i reckon we're halfway halfway into the brutal don't worry not halfway wow, into the okay. recording this is not going to be a million oh, yeah, hour no, episode no, I took it that way that's yeah um god so uh, the group leave a bag of meat outside Rhea's home saying, sorry, this is all the doggies left you of Reg. 
and it so turned again, out that's, to... that's not just doing the thing for god is it that is like nasty psychological torture like yeah. horrible horrible it turns out not to have actually been part of of reg Okay. Oh, remains. Um, it was just some pork, but they were like, "Oh, this seems pretty Ceciliary to do this." Um, and it felt like it, the police didn't feel like it actually. Sorry, coleslaw distracted me. The police didn't feel like it. It fully exempted Ria. They obviously knew that she was close to Reg, um, but they decided to search the properties of everyone that was kind of involved in that. Um. And that's when they found some, like, some knives and stuff in, in Cecilia's home. But just like, you know, like, okay, found some knives. So all of this is going on. You remember in the in the murder of Joy and Natasha, the neighbour saw um, this woman running down the street that was mm-hmm. Michaela Valentine. Uh, so she was really scared about it. She didn't want to be part of something that was murdery. And so she called her mum to say, like, look, I've been a part of this thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but do you know a lawyer? She was really afraid of leaving Cecilia, mm-hmm. but also she was afraid of Cecilia. She was afraid of leaving Zach and leaving her marriage because obviously she's a Christian and you shouldn't yeah, yeah. leave your husband. And she spoke to Zach about it. But Zach wasn't scared like she was. So Michaela's mum phoned the police and was like, I'm really worried about my daughter. And the police arranged this search warrant for Michaela and Zach's home. Two days later, on the 4th of October 2012, Michaela was found dead in her apartment in extremely violent circumstances. Electus Perdeus told the police that it was a home invasion and they created this alibi for Zach. So... Zach arranged for an estate agent to come over to value the property on the afternoon of the 4th of October. And then he went to work. But before going to work, he drugged Michaela with sleeping tablets. So drugged her, left her in bed, goes off to work. Okay, good morning. I'm just going to work, not murdering my wife in there. Doopy doo. So Marinda enters the house through the garage uh, and finds Michaela asleep. This is gory. Happy Halloween. This is gory. It's going to get gory. Are you ready? So she starts by hitting her in the head with a hammer. But actually, because of the cushioning of the bed, hitting her with a hammer just kind of starts to wake her up because she's not actually getting the impact of it. And when she realised that she was kind of waking up, Marinda grabbed Marcel, from the, who was looking, watching in the doorway, teenager, child, uh, and said, like, come on, like, this is how you do it. And got Marcel to stab Michaela. And she did it once and she didn't want to do it again. This child who was being forced to do this by her mother. Like, I don't, I didn't want to do that. Um, and so Marinda took over and uh, Michaela was stabbed around 65 times. <laughs> So that afternoon, the estate agent turned up to value the property and turned up just a little bit before Zach had got home from work. And so they went into the home together. Zach, um, Michaela, I'm home. Hey. And then he finds the body, finds the body in big quotes and makes the estate agent go and look. Oh, my God, is that my wife? Is that my wife? Again, another really violent one, another one that they're going, this seems satanic. Mm. So connecting these four murders, the media call it the satanic murders. 
And there was this one particular investigator that was saying, like, this is satanic, this is satanic. And he's um, further on, he's called, I think he's called like Colonel X or something as it goes on. There's a couple of X's in this that people that aren't named or whatever. Um, and they were, the rest of the police force were like, it's actually really distracting for you to just say it's a satanic cult. So can we like, <laughs> can you not? Um, and then it was handed over to this other guy called Van Wick who like follows this case all the way through as it comes closer to the present. So only this core group knew about the murders. Um, and when a new person was kind of, hey, do you want to come join this really exclusive part? They found out the murders, found out about the murders really quickly and was like, uh, shit. So this police officer that thought it was all satanic, oh, I've discovered what I've called him later in my notes. I've called him Officer Satan. Is that okay? <laughs> That's good. That gives us a little bit of whimsy, which I think we uh, we yeah. really need at this point in the story. Yeah. So uh, Mr. X, who's this uh, person that is just casually like invited to like, hey, do you want to come along? We've done some murders. Ooh. He goes to Officer Satan thinking like, I'll go to this police officer. He already knows about the case. He'll be safe for me to speak to. And said like, hey, look, I found out about this thing. And Officer Satan sends him to the home with a tape recorder. So obviously he's like shitting himself trying to record it. Does and records them planning murdering Rhea's son, Joshua. God. Uh, and then during this, while he's recording, Zach disappears from the room. And that spins Mr. X out. And he's like, whoa, no. It's like there, something else is happening and yeah. I'm I'm in danger now. So... Mr. X leaves, goes to find Officer Satan, who's disappeared from where he said he was going to be, uh, gets on his motorbike, notices someone's following him, calls his friend, and his friend's like, well, didn't hide then. Hides, sees Zach's car going past, and he's like, ugh. And so it felt like he would have been the next, yeah. the next person. God, that is terrifying. I can't, I can't imagine. So he gave this friend who'd helped him the recording of the, the meeting that they were in and the friend gave it to Officer Satan and then it disappeared. Went away. They'd listened to it twice before, but then when uh, when it was entered into evidence, it was corrupted completely. Ridiculous. So for some reason, and this is a reason that is being investigated to this day, Oh, wow. Uh, Van Wyck, who was taking the investigation differently to the just like, it's all about Satan, uh, was removed from the investigation. And these murders were allowed to go cold. Yeah. That's hella suspicious. Hella suspicious. So at the time that the documentary was filmed, the investigation into police was still ongoing. I didn't see, I couldn't see any other updates Whoa. about it. But into this conduct of like, how yeah. on earth they'd fuck this up so badly. And at this time as well, Rhea Grunewald leaves Kruger's door and just disappears. I mean, I don't blame her, but crazy. Nope. Uh, I've got another paragraph of another murder. And then I've got a paragraph header that says more murder. It's all very, very murdery. And there's some spooky yep. curtain movement behind you as you say that. So it's all yep. very good. A spooky ghost. So... Uh, 24th of November 2015, 
this guy, Nick, is going to visit his parents, Peter and Joan Meyer. Earlier on that day, Peter Meyer had received a call about an investment in his business um, and had booked an appointment with this lady called Miranda, uh, Marinda Stain. Uh, and then he was found murdered with multiple stab wounds at his home. So this guy goes home to see his parents, finds them both dead. God. The only thing that is out of the ordinary is this appointment. So they interview McKay, uh, Miranda, sorry, they interview Zach because they'd seen Zach's car around who were like, yeah, 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 we, we'd gone to see him about this investment that we wanted to do. Um, but there was another man and woman with us and they were arguing with them and so we left. So the police arrange a polygraph test for Marinda and for Zach mm. um, and they organise that for the 17th of December of that year, 2015. 17th of December. The 16th of December comes around, day before the polygraph. Ooh, aren't we excited? Polygraph Eve, if you will. Ooh, uh, one of the many Eves in the winter, like this one, All Hallows Eve. Ooh, Ooh spooky. Uh, Zach's mother gets a phone call to say that Zach had been killed in a car accident. So kids are a bit older now. Uh, the kid called LaRue, LaRue uh, is, I think he needs like late teens at this point. December 17th, the day that was originally the polygraph that unfortunately now Zach couldn't go to because he was all dead. Uh, the following day, December the 17th, LaRue called Zach Valentine's life insurance. Um, and there's a recording that's played on the documentary where they're saying like, oh, yeah, I'm here with the beneficiary. Her name's Cecilia. She's right here. But because the policy had been taken out within three months of this death, it was kind of flagged to the investigatory guys. Like, oh, this is a new policy. And now suddenly he's died. Mm. That's strange. Um, but it had also flagged because they hadn't paid the premiums. So they'd not paid oh. up enough um, until a week before his death when the when it was paid up in full in cash so they'd let the premiums lapse and then just paid it all up at one point uh, okay. and then the week later he he was dead they investigated the accident um and they were like no nah, actually this doesn't look like a car accident this looks like the vehicle was parked and set on fire Jeez. Um, spooky cat so they they didn't pay out they just put a hold on it they were like no don't pay them anything so Cecilia would phone the insurance agent over and over again, saying, like, we need to meet, we need to, like, we need to sort this out, why aren't you paying me? And so there's a recording, like a sort of body cam sort of recording from the insurance agent that you can see on the documentary um, of her, of him interviewing her in her flat. And she's talking about, like, how Zach had diabetes and so he must have passed out and crashed the car. And then also that she's upset now because her birthday is the following week and her birthday is all, always going to be ruined uh, because wah, he's always going to have... Wow. Yeah. I've written a sentence saying, ooh, almost birthday friends. Her birthday is the 22nd of December. Mm. Ooh, spooky. So spooky. Uh, also on the video, you can see LaRue kind of pacing around behind Cecilia. They're supposed to just be talking to her, but he's like, just being in the room being nearby mm. like looking at his phone like oh i'm not listening but what's going on over there sort of deal 
And then she starts talking about all the medical conditions that she's got. So she's got a nebulizer and oxygen tanks that she carries around. Um, and the insurance agent really gets a sense of like, you're just not telling the truth. You're trying to make me feel like you're weak so that I want to help you. And then I believe you. He's got like an open eye sort of like, stop doing that. Stop pretending. Mm. More murders? Let's let's do it. Let's keep this good in, time going. In for a penny, in for uh, a Murder. large number. 27th of January, 2016. I thought so you were saying 27 more 27 murders. 27 more murders. Not quite that many. Okay. Uh, Glenn McGregor. Glenn McGregor. Glenn McGregor. Oh, hey. Oh, was found. Oh, sorry, Glenn. Was found dead in the bath in his apartment and he was fully clothed. Uh, he'd been strangled and shot and left in a bath of hot water as if he'd also been drowned. Mm. And it was unclear which one had killed him because they could have all. Um, and in, in the documentary, McGregor's sister is interviewed about like, hey, look, they, they said it was probably, they said it could have been suicide. And like, I've shot myself by accident and you might not realise. Like, oh, oh, we've all on. been there, relatable. Yeah, like what? No, we haven't. Um, and it was found that just before his uh, his death, his online banking account had been accessed to move six thousand rand to someone else's bank account with the note. You know how you can put a note on those transactions saying "excellent fuck," as if he'd been seeing a sex worker. But the bank account was Marinda's personal mm. bank account because they're fucking stupid. Yeah, these are bad. Bad murderers in every possible sense. Yep. They continue to be bad, bad murders. I'm not going to go into much more detail about murders because, like, it's murders. Um, but there are now three more deaths. Uh, the deaths of Anthony Schofield, Kevin McAlpine, and Hanle Ladigan uh, between the 10th and the 30th of May 2016. Mm. So, three within 20 days uh so anthony Schofield was a 67 year old tax consultant he was found strangled in the boot of his car with 16,600 rand stolen from his bank account kevin McAlpine was found in the same way and then five days later hanley latigan who was an estate agent her body was found dumped near a cemetery um and 1300 rand had been stolen from kevin and 3000 from hanley this is like small fish it's like 150 mm. quid yeah, like it's bizarre. small you know the numbers are and, high but and makes it so much more traceable right like it's such a stupid yeah so the 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 um straightforwardness of it is not lost on some police officers um and it is given to this officer called ben boyson uh who spent two solid months getting all his evidence together getting all his ducks in a row and trying to make a connection between the appointment murders and the previous mm. murders, which had been known as the satanic murders. Um, but in this kind of four years where those cases have gone cold in between, the case files had been misplaced somewhere. So including Mr X's recording, all of the police files, they had just gone somewhere, question mark? This is a reason that, like, all that stuff is being investigated. Yeah, so, crazy. Like, That's so, like, what to 
to lose one piece of evidence is one thing, but to lose all of it seems careless, exactly. right? Yeah. Or uh, deliberate. Yep. Yep. Uh, Do we? We don't explicitly know that any law enforcement were part of the group as as of yet. As of yet, no. Okay. But uh, they obviously investigate Officer Satan, uh, the unnamed officer, um, and they tracked the lowjack in his vehicle, and they discovered how much time he'd been spending with Alexis Padeus in Cecilia's oh, okay. flat. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he was like, "Oh no, but I tried to infiltrate them." His his excuse for that was, "I was trying. I was undercover." But he never received the documentation to say he was going undercover. Yeah, and so that's you, you don't he... just get to choose. You're doing that, okay? No, but also they don't get to just not believe that they were doing that. Mm. So that's what's being investigated: is was okay. he going undercover or was oh, he wow. not? Oh wow! It's so fascinating. This is going to start to kind One of one for our next updates episode. Oh yes, this is going to start to round up fairly quick now. Um, so Ben Boyson's involved. He is like properly investigating. He investigates Marinda's classroom. She's a high school teacher. She is still a high school teacher, despite stabbing people Every, a large number of times. Despite being a multiple murderer, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and her classroom used to be a home economics classroom. And they didn't find anything. They were looking and looking. And then something told him to look in the ovens, in these ovens that weren't oh, being no, used. This is very spooky, Sam, now. Very spooky. And they just found a whole fuckload of ammunition in the ovens. Bullets. How How did the... That's... God. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that is crazy. Marinda's will was changed to leave everything to Cecilia and to completely disown her two children who she'd involved in these murders, LaRue and Marcel. LaRue goes to Ben Boyson and confesses to the appointment murders. So that's the murders of, of Anthony, of Kevin, of Hannah. And he says he's acted completely alone, all by himself. So LaRue being the one who had strangled yeah. or, or stabbed these. these Sorry, people. one second, Sam. Ash, shush. We don't need your spooky growlings and whinings in the background mm. of this last bit. It's too spooky. It's very spooky. You're being too spooky. Stop it. LaRue made this confession. And then the, the officer uh, interviewing him is like, yeah, but have you seen that your mum's changed her will? And he hadn't. And so he's like, okay. Uh Oh. Okay, I'll say a little bit more then. Uh, and they allowed him to make this plea bargain. So, like, mm. if you tell us what happened, we'll give you a reduced blah, blah, blah. Classic plea bargain. It still had some holes in it, and they were trying to make sense of it and trying to talk him around. So, uh, Lurie was like, you should just go and look at Cecilia's apartment. Oh, look at, yeah, look at Cecilia's apartment. In the apartment, I'm going to see if I can show you a picture of it through the through the camera, uh, they find Cecilia's collection of knives, which are all displayed on the back of her door, like a shoe rack, you know, like a see-through pocket uh -huh. shoe rack, or like where you might have your Beanie Babies in 1998 in a little see-through Who told couch. you about my Beanie Babies in 1998? Everyone knows about your Beanie, Beanie Babies in 1998. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And these so are all ones that have been used in the... Not necessarily. Not oh, all this is just she just really likes knives. This is just her knife, as collection. all good Christian women do. Exactly, 
Um, so this is more than 500 knives. Photo will be on the Instagram if you want to see Nuts. a picture of 500 knives. You do, listeners. And based 499 on 499 knives would not be enough, but 500 is spot on. 525,600 knives. knives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so LaRue then goes back and makes the second confession to explain what really happened in the appointment murders. So the victims were lured from the appointment to Marinda's apartment, which was the apartment above Cecilia's. Mm -hmm. She would threaten them with one of the guns to get their PIN numbers. And then LaRue and Marcel would go to the cash point and withdraw their cash. Then they would return to the apartment and like the kids would return to the apartment. And that's where LaRue would strangle each of the, each of the victims. The way they connected that was that they, because they'd searched Marinda's apartment, they found Anthony Schofield's blood under the mm. carpet. And so then we're able to go, cool, boom, 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 got you, got wow, you on that. That is impressive. So they asked, they were saying like, this feels quite similar to, to what happened to Glenn McGregor. So asked him about that and he confessed to that as well and said that he was all under the instruction of his mother, Marinda, mm. and that Marcel was with them and Marcel helped move the body. And, but she, LaRue had said that like, hey, we were all doing this because our mother was threatening us, that she was going to hurt us if we didn't do do this there is another secret third, fifth beetle of this group um who was a drug addict called john barnard who was sort of not as involved and became involved much later on he became involved mm. in sort of 2015 even 2016 okay. Mate, bad bad time to get involved yeah but he was a, a drug addict he needed a community he needed help mm -hmm. uh and these people would allow him to do that uh and he became a sort of gopher for them but he confessed to his part in these murders as well. Okay. Um, so Lou, LaRue had confessed, he was in jail. Barnard came forward and, and confessed as well. Uh, and these confessions from these two people who'd been kept separate matched. Mm -hmm. And that's the police were just kind of ticking all the boxes yeah, at this yeah. point. This is going to be a happy Halloween story. Happy Halloween. So they were struggling to incorporate cecilia into all these charges they had larue they had john they had morinda mm. they had marcel but cecilia was tricky and so they were searching for witnesses from the satanic murders from the overcomers through christ group but they were all too afraid of satan to talk about it so some of them did but it was it took a lot of convincing yeah, by yeah, um interesting. advocate roberts which is the south african name for like a prosecutor yeah. and then there was uh captain ben boysen who was the investigating officer they decided that the person they really needed to speak to was ria mm. we got to find this lady but she gone? they found it really hard to find her because she'd been under witness protection so they properly hidden her and she agreed to talk via an email uh she agreed to talk to them but just as long as her picture was never shown, because then she is safe in her new yeah. person. Uh, nothing can, even this documentary doesn't show anything with wow. her image on it. Like, hopefully she just is safe and enjoying her life, doing whatever she's doing. And all while this is going on, all of this appointment murder stuff is going on, the insurance agent is still investigating Zach Valentine's death. And he's hearing about all this kind of stuff that's going on from his police pals. 
And he's like, hang on, like Marinda was the one that identified Zach Valentine. She said that he was his, wait, she said that he was her brother and therefore could identify him. But when Zach Valentine's parents had seen him, they said that he was burned beyond all recognition. Mm. And so they did blood tests on Zach Valentine's parents and on the body that was found in the car. And they realized that Zach had faked his death. Twist. It wasn't Zach Valentine in the car. Whoa. What? So there was this nice lady. We're going for another external character. Uh, this lady is the girlfriend of a police officer. She's like pals with this true crime writer. Uh, and she also like volunteers with the homeless community. And she's got some pictures of the day out that they went to. And so she's she's hanging out with her true crime writer friend. It's like, oh, look at this. And this crime writer is like, that's that's that Valentine. That's the guy that they're looking for. So he had been living for four years in this homeless community. Uh, and then was identified by this chance, like, hey, look at this well picture spotted. of this thing. Yeah, right. Very good. Uh, side note, she gets way creepier, this uh, true crime writer, because... As it all goes on, she like falls. Is it her? Oh, it might not be her. One of them falls in love with LaRue in prison, and there's a whole weird, oh, curious weird okay. thing. Uh, so he's he's picked up, he's found in this homeless community. He's arrested three days after uh, LaRue and Marcel are arrested. Yeah. It's all happening quick, quick, quick. Zach Valentine is still absolutely cuckoo for Cecilia. He, uh, Michaela's mother visits him in jail like, hey, what the fuck is happening? Like, why is my kid dead? Where have you been? What are you doing? And he still claims that it was him dead in the car. He's like, yeah, it was me. I I ran off the road. I blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. So the shit's hit the fan. All the shit's hitting all of the fans. It's spraying everywhere. Marinda's... Isn't it funny how so much of this is brought down by like money as well, right? Like, oh, for yeah. all the Satan and God stuff, it's actually a lot of it is like financial stuff that is 100% back to them. Strange. Yep. Uh, so, Marinda's lawyer comes forward and is like, hey, can she get in on this plea bargain stuff as well? Is that all right? So, she confesses and she says that Larue, her, Zach, and John had come up with the plan to fake Zach's death. But they also came up together with who they were going to put in the car. So they'd befriended this unhomed drug addict who uh, named Jared Jackson, who'd been living on the street with his pregnant girlfriend or then pregnant girlfriend. Uh, and they they invited him out for a drive. Uh, and then LaRue strangled him from the back seat of the car. They you, just, you have to know at that point that you're just being evil and looking after yeah. yourself right there's no way you can it be convincing be. yourself that's part of your divine mission by that point insane yeah um so they they take him out of of uh take him out of one car and put him into zach valentine's car and then they set it on fire so leaving this this unhomed pregnant woman by herself mm. uh and also just killing this this guy jared yeah. jackson Jeez. so this then immediately collect, connected Cecilia. They had video evidence from the insurance agent saying that she was the beneficiary of the life insurance policy. And then they also had these confessions to say that they'd faked that death. So they got her on something. Mm, yeah. Not on a murder yet, but they got her on something. 
Between them, the group were charged with 11 murders. Um, but because of the time jumps, at least two more deaths were investigated um, as, as being related to the group. Um, and they ended up being able to get Cecilia on a racketeering charge for organising all of this. So they Ooh. were all reporting back to I was going to say, it's very much like Charlie Manson, right? That's what it feels 100%. like. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really Manson-y vibes. She's bonkers like Man Manson as well. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, So there was, when I spoke to my, my South African pal who grew up near here, his mother went to Krugersdorp High School, um, I said, oh, like, I'm doing this thing. It's about these murders. And he asked if it was about this. So this student, Mona Hansa, uh, in 2008, wore a slipknot mask to school and killed uh, a, a classmate, Jacques Pretorius, with a samurai sword. Uh, it said that he'd received spiritual counselling from Cecilia Ooh. before committing this one-off murder. Uh, there was also another student killed uh, whose name was Lauren Swartz, uh, who was killed within that early, the 2012 satanic murder period, uh, but that was called suicide. Mm. But his family are like, actually, but the cuts were on his left arm and he was left-handed, so why wouldn't he cut his right arm and yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And he had also links to Cecilia. To Cecilia. Yeah. Uh, so they've got them all. They've got them all in jail. Cool, good. The trial good. involves God. 52 witnesses being called. Marinda spoke in support of Cecilia. Like, Nuts. Marinda's testimony was pretty much like, nah, it was all me. Cecilia didn't know anything about it. She would have kicked me out if she'd have known. Um, and, like, kind of denies all this other stuff that LaRue has been saying. Yeah. Like, she's not a witch. She never said she was a witch. Like, why would I follow her if she was a witch? And then Cecilia gets up on the stand and like as she as the accused and she's saying, well, like, no, I've never had a ministry. And the prosecutor's like, well, why are there people paying tithes to you then? She's like, well, that's just what they called it. They just wanted to give me money. Like fully just like, no, that didn't happen. Stupid, stupid. She's asked about being a Satanist and she's like, of course, fucking not. And then are you a Christian? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Of course I am. And then she denies being able to astral project and she gaslights all of this other stuff. It's like, no, of course I never, of course I can't uh, fly. Don't be dumb. Like, yes, I've got DID. Only really stupid people would believe that. Exactly, exactly. But they are all still like, we love you, of course, we'll say all this. We'll take the blame, don't you worry. Oh, it's uh, so sickening. And it's really smug. Like, her testimony is really like... <laughs> um, And she claims that LaRue's only accusing her because she preferred Marcel to him. Like, oh, I just didn't like him very much. So he's like saying all this. Uh, then all it's all about you. Everything everybody ever does is about you. Yeah, exactly. Marinda's testimony is really fucking creepy because she's she talks in like to try and get credibility, I guess. She talks about like like being really proud of what she'd done and really like oh aren't we clever these are all the clever things that we did oh, and she talks about how much she enjoyed death by stabbing she didn't like all that she called it all that choky choky that LaRue preferred LaRue strangled people didn't he so she preferred the stabbing of it and that but she also Marinda denies that Marcel was involved so she's like oh yeah like I did it all but Cecilia wasn't involved and my daughter wasn't involved and Zach makes a similar testimony to Cecilia, just kind of saying like, yeah, okay, like, cool, talk to me about the faking my death thing, but like nothing to do with any of these murders. Yeah. 
like forget about that and they had Rhea testify as well and she did that in a protected way um but right. yeah again still living with no contact from her previous life no contact with her husband her children nothing, none of that so the trial was getting towards the very end and then it's Marcel's turn to give her testimony so this girl had grown up with these people mm. from I think the first picture of her well, like with the group she might might be about 10 and I think she's probably about 18 when she when she's Nuts. testifying and she confesses to all of it she tells the truth about what had happened which wow. completely fucks with Marinda's testimony where she's saying yeah. she wasn't involved it fucks with Cecilia it fucks with Zach she's just fully going like yeah, Cecilia told us when to me. do this. This is all the stuff that happened. I was used to lure people into a sense of security because I was young. Uh, and she, there's a, a cool quote from her, which is, uh, I need to speak the truth and to expose her so she can never do this again and she can never hurt people again. Amen, sister. Amen. Right? So she put herself in, in danger by doing that because she was due to go to the same jail as oh, cecilia God, yeah. and as marinda so they've they moved her to a, a separate facility um but the fact that she'd waited until then meant that she wasn't eligible for any sort of plea bargain uh, so she is punished in the same way that uh, yeah. her mother and the uh, cecilia and the zach are i've got like three more paragraphs john uh one cool. of them is the sentences that they've got uh and then two of them are absolutely fucking bonkers. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. So throughout all of this, Cecilia was married to a police official. Twist! And had two young children living with them in the apartment. In the apartment oh, where they insane. had the knives, where they had the highlights. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was in... A, he was a functioning member of the police force. So he's also under investigation now, right? No, because he was fully, like, actually not involved. They lived okay. really separate lives. Literally no evidence, no witnesses say that he even knew anything about it yeah. because he would just kind of get home, play a bit of PlayStation and go to bed. And he would work a lot. And so she would be doing well, all this. It's a double life and a half, isn't it? Jesus. Right. And so it, they were they were just kind of married in the name only and living. They would have they had separate bedrooms, which is what meant that everyone could hang out in mm. Cecilia's bedroom. Um Oh god, so it was in that same house? In the same Then there's no way he didn't house. know something was going on when people are praying around your wife all the time, would, surely. Yeah. He just he wasn't really into any of that. He just thought it was oh just oh stop don't do that around me. Like just that sort of Can you imagine though, if you if James well, maybe he'd be a bit nonchalant about it, but if he walked in and there were just some people praying around you, Sam, like there's no well, yeah. I guess you you put up with weird stuff sometimes, don't you? Don't it, but it's unlikely that he just like, oh, all right. Well, I guess like James is sitting downstairs while I talk loudly about all of these murders. <laughs> and he's just telling <laughs> about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But this is safe. Not anyway. Yeah, not nuts. Crazy. Um, So that is the bonkers, this Halloweenious twist, right? That oh, there were kids and a husband yeah, there yeah. all along. Nuts. Uh, so... Uh, the hey, 
how 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 uh i'll start a sentence shall i how guilty were they they were all very guilty yay uh, larue john barnard and marinda pled guilty to get reduced sentences but uh that the sources that i used said two different things either larue got 25 years or 25 years per count okay. of murder um and john barnard received 20 years in prison mm-hmm. for his part uh john's sentence was suspended for 10 years but in two in 2020 he was found guilty of skip on 30 seconds sexual abuse warning uh sexual abuse of a minor yeah. uh, and was sentenced to 55 years in prison so he was just a bad dude yeah. all along Marinda was sentenced to 11 concurrent life terms for the murders plus 115 years for the offenses fraud. and Marcel Cecilia and Zach were all sentenced to life imprisonment for each of the 11 counts you love to see it very good very clap, very clap, good clap 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 and that is the story John of Electus per Deus that is one of the most insane stories I think we've covered, Sam. That is so right. bonkers. I've so never heard of it. I've never. It's entirely new to no. me. Let me. Where have I put my phone? Let me show you a picture of Cecilia. I think. Oh, you, yeah. I think you'll probably recognise her. Oh, that does ring a bell in some way. Yeah. yeah. So here is an image of Cecilia, Zach, Marinda, and Michaela in their goth face i'll put these on the instagram at some point so you can see them more easily wow it's much more white but i would sort of imagine these are slightly older people i didn't imagine it quite so much to be like middle-aged emos so this is the group here god they all look like the same person sam if you told me that was six photos of the same person in different get-ups i would have believed you yeah um so the documentary that I watched ends really beautifully with it just being in memory of Joy, of Natasha, Reg, Michaela, Peter, Joan, uh, Jared, Glenn, Anthony, Kevin and Hannah, the people who sadly lost their lives for this fucking idiot. Yeah. Another yeah. fucking cunt. Bro. Yeah. Wow, Sam. That was spooky and horrific. And everything I'd expect from a Sam Lund <laughs> Halloween a special. Spooky Halloween. So spooky, yeah. Satan. Where I wish the I, the werewolf element didn't play as strongly as I would have uh, would have just liked. I wanted one of her personalities. Action, yeah. So occasionally she just totally like fine. oh, I guess. We up against the wall. Lovely, um, <laughs> mate. That was amazing. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, thank you. And thank you listeners um and we wish you a very happy and very spooky halloween season yeah i hope you've enjoyed all the many episodes that you have had this month uh, uh so many let- episodes with all these oh with all these episodes you are really spoiling us <laughs> uh get in touch let us know what your um halloween tattoo would be or your or your other spooky alternate identity mm-hmm. um and wait, was it a celebrity one? Is that what we were choosing? A celebrity, uh, no, a fictional person who would be one of your yeah. made-up other personalities. Oh. You know what immediately came into my head, and I regret it, but I'm going to say it out loud. It's just Frank from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs>
just offering eggs to people great lovely yeah. there we go that's what came into my head so that's what we're going with stay true stay true to your personality sam lovely um yeah um, thanks everybody if you'd like more coffee and cults stuff you can uh support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults if you go on there there's some bonus episodes including recently our trip to see david ike at a secret location uh, if you'd like to find out more about that, you can do that on Patreon. Uh, or if you just want to support us briefly, uh, you can also buy us a coffee with which to record at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults. Uh, thank you to everybody who does that. We could not do this without you. And we love you very much. And everybody else in the audience. We, we love you. Love you. Ooh, spooky bye. Spooky love. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the issue. You are the cause we be. I found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cauterizing.